Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world under Milky Way tonight. This is episode 225. We're recording live on Friday, January 29th, 2021. In this episode, we will be talking about new Kingdom figures already. Surely that's not right. Uh, the Chaos Bringer is uh, apparently approaching, and by that I mean Unicron and not my cat. And uh, what, <laughs> what's, uh, what, what else is... Uh, what else is coming up? Um, oh, there's that, that show that uh, I seem to be the only one who likes. It's Cyberverse. We'll talk a little bit about Cyberverse tonight. Uh, all that and more is coming up in this week's episode of Australian Transformers Weekly. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Jason. Joining me this week, going left to right, we have Max coming to us for the first time in a couple of months from the land of the Tesla battery, Adelaide. How are you doing, Max? Stop saying that. Leave <laughs> 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 for six months, come back, and we're still making the same Adelaide um, power jokes. But no, mate I, mate, I don't know if you noticed, but like you, you went away for six months and Hasbro released zero Transformers last year in the last six months. So I went away for six what, months and nothing changed. Yeah, pretty much. That's, nothing changed. So we're still stuck on the Tesla joke. Uh, no, how are you doing, man? It's been it's been a while. You've been you've been busy. Did you finish school? Uh, yeah, I've finished uni entirely now. So that's that's why I wasn't here really I had to finish that, which is kind of weird actually. To think about the fact that this show's been going on for long enough that I was midway through high school. Yeah, I yeah. I was, I was going to say you actually you've, you've officially finished school twice on the podcast now. Once was once was <laughs> yeah. high school, and sorry, I said school, but I meant uni. But yes, it's yeah, which is kind of is a scary thought to think about. You know, when you think about the longevity of the show, like this has been going on a fair while, but it's it like, has it, it may. Oh, I think I think, Ma- I think I think I think Max's Tesla battery may have given out on him. There, he's frozen up for a bit. <laughs> is it the power wall uh, exploded or something, Max? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Max, try again. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, it's just, it's an impressive thing to sort of think about the context of how long this has been going for. And, you know, it has. In, let, let, let's take a moment to appreciate this is episode 225. Yeah, it's just, fucking boggles the mind. Yeah. I think when we first started, like, I was listening to podcasts that were like episode 500, I'm like, oh, we're never going to get to that. I mean, like, we haven't, but like, <laughs> we're still here, we're still going, and we're still... Um, still going on about Transformers every week, every other week. I think last year we did about three podcasts, but that's okay. Um, moving on a little bit over to the over to the man of mystery, the uh, the inter inter the inter man of mystery, Tony. Tony, Kim, how are you doing? Coming to you live from my secret lair somewhere in New South Wales. Stroking I think I, a hairless cat. <laughs> I, I, well, a, a hairless cat for a hairless noggin. Um, I think we, right. I think we've decided that uh, we've decided that you are the most mysterious member of the podcast I so am. far. I must be. There's a mystique that I love to sort of have. I think I don't know if it gets you like extra brownie points though. Does it make the podcast any better that there's a mysterious figure? That I don't know. Yeah. It's Rus- It's it's rustling my jimmies though, right? Like I, th- I think it's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. You know, I, I, I think it was good. a little bit like Charlie's Angels or something. You know, like the, I'm only a speaker box. That you ever see, I, I provide you with verbal content. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that you're Bill Murray? No, I, <laughs> that's Bosley. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no, because that's Charlie. Yeah, no, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm clearly not up on my uh, clearly not up on my angels. No, you were too distracted by how how hot they were. So that's that's totally understandable. I'm sure <laughs> that's it. Yes. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, before we before we awkwardly move on from that, um, what has everyone been? What has everyone been up to this week? And amazingly, this is the third week in a row we've actually managed to do a podcast. 2021 is off to a good start. So I can actually say, what have you been up to this week? What's what's been happening? Uh, I mean, Max, we know that you finished uni since you were last on, but um, yeah. You know, what I mean, has anything been happening? Because uh, like states' borders have been closed. Are, are there any events happening locally? Uh, we had the Comic and Toy Fair in October, and I think that's been it, really. Yeah. Was that the one that I came over to? Uh, yes, I believe so. It's yeah, the one cool. that's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger every year. But yeah, like, yeah. Brett's the only person who's really had the drive to put on anything. And, I mean, good on him for doing so, because it's really, like, it's sort of kept that spirit alive locally. Yeah, I mean, look, you guys have been relatively COVID-free over there, so you've been enjoying your freedoms that the rest of us can only dream of. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, good, good on you. Yeah, it does feel a bit like a weird, like a spectator on the rest of the world. You know, just sitting over here and not really thinking about it. Like, so long as you don't need to leave the state, it's just kind of a non-factor. Well, I'll tell you what, the rest of the world is spectating you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, well, even, even Sydney by comparison... You know, like, yeah. you're doing miles better than anywhere else on the planet. Yeah. So, Max, so, when you walk around Adelaide right now, you don't have any face masks? Do you need to sanitise when you enter a store, that sort of thing? No, like, it's all like, you know, there's signs up saying, like, you know, sanitise, we recommend it, you know, uh, sign, please sign in, you know, uh, wear a face mask if you can, but no, nothing's compulsory and yeah. no one really tells you to do anything. Yeah. Um, like, I think we could be more vigilant with it, given that we had the start of a second wave, but then we also stopped it. So it's, it's yeah. Didn't it's you stop like, it because really it was a lie? Uh, so <laughs> the first few cases were were like real, but it was just the circumstances surrounding them were because like there, it was a guy at a pizza restaurant, and the idea was that um, it had been transmitted by the food. Hmm. So then all of a sudden it was this big thing like oh, everyone who's you know got a pizza from this place is at risk, but then it was actually just he worked there and he was bullshitting. I, so I feel like if that happened now, they'd they'd probably call it like another mutant strain and probably believe it. Because like there's there's so many. I tell you what, there's so many mutant strains of the coronavirus now that it's actually become the the new X Men team. There's there's South there's not South Australia. There's South America. There's Brazil. There's the UK. There's South Africa. I mean, there's a lot of Souths happening. But yeah. Well, in the first day of our like second wave, they said, "Oh, this is a new mutant strain. It's more infectious. You know, we've really got to be careful about this." And then a couple of days later, like, actually, no, nah, no, it's not. We got that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. All right. Um, I think, without any further ado, do do, we should probably uh, go talk about some Transformers news. Is that? Uh, is that, uh, does that float you guys' boats? Like, do you, are you up for some Transformers tonight? Absolutely. Yeah, I can get behind some Transformers. Yeah, yeah. Let's rock I, out. Let's do it. I mean, I, I, I prefer to be in front of the Transformers because I generally find that their rear views are pretty disappointing. But let's <laughs> see. Let's see how we go. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from Vi Yonder? 
I had to bring the news chair in, and we are off and racing with a. No, it's not. It's not a world first this time, but it is, I believe, the first time that we've actually seen these uh, these guys crop up in Australia. Um, I like my Cyberverse. Oh, sorry. Okay, I like Cyberverse. I have enjoyed collecting the Cyberverse Deluxe figures. They are not all that great. Some of them. Some of them are really good. Like, um, I think. I think my pick would probably be Optimus Prime. Um, and Megatron seems pretty good as well. Megatron. Megatron and Optimus have gone over really well with people. Um, I think the others are a bit hit and miss. Anyway, there's a new wave of Cyberverse figures to be hit and miss about, and uh, there's the first uh, the first two figures were cited in Melbourne today, and they are, as you see on screen, there is a Cyberverse Deluxe Starscream and Soundwave. Now, um, these guys were spotted in a Big W store, and they are $39, which is a very difficult price to swallow for what these guys are. They are... They are sort of deluxe scale engineering that we would have expected on deluxes maybe four or five years ago, but these days we have slightly we have slightly higher expectations of deluxe engineering because of um, Siege and Earthrise. So these these guys are kind of a bit of a throwback and kind of a cheap out on the concept of a deluxe, but they are probably the best like most articulated versions of these figures that uh, that we've seen. So uh, Starscream and Soundwave are. Spotted today, they're probably going to be rolling out nationwide. I would expect them into Big W and Target stores, not Target, not Target and Kmart. Hopefully, in some of those stores, they will be less than thirty-eight dollars, uh, thirty-eight, thirty-nine dollars. Hopefully, they'll be twenty-nine um, in, in the likes of Kmart. Uh, there is one other wave mate for this this wave, and that's Prowl. I'm actually kind of disappointed that Prowl's not here because um, I, I would have liked would have liked to see Prowl. I reckon he actually looks pretty good because. His deco in Cyberverse is actually slightly, slightly different to the normal black and white police car. He's got some, he's got some blue on him. So, here's my question as far as Cyberverse goes: Am I the only one that's into these figures? Do, do, do you, are you guys after them at all, Max? Max, uh, you probably are. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not even. I, I like the show well enough. It's just these. It's like you were saying; they're not really up to par. Yeah, I, I, they're not up to par at $39. At $29, I can forgive a few things about them. But I do I do look at them and see there's like there's there's genuinely a, a lot of uh, a lot of I mean there's a lot of points of articulation in there. They usually have uh, they usually have head tilts, they usually have leg swivels, they have um, functioning knees, elbows, wrists, even they even have um, ankle tilts as well. So like there's a lot of stuff that's good about them. But sometimes just the plastic, maybe a little bit of a letdown. It might be a little bit light. Um, the other thing that I actually like about these figures is that they are generally compatible with uh, the five mil effects pieces that we've sort of lost out of the Earthrise line over the last uh, over the last twelve months. Um, Hasbro did a big thing about uh, effects parts, effects parts and blast effects in Siege, and then they just sort of took them away in Earthrise. But um, the Cyberverse guys come with functioning effect parts, and they're pretty good. So, so help me out here, Chase, because I'm not a fan of Cyberverse at all. As in, not that I don't hmm. like it, it's just that I haven't been into it. But when I look at these figures, it's the same as if you were to look at like, uh, like a cheap Chinese knockoff of uh, the Siege figure, for example. That's the feeling yeah. I get when I stare at these. It's yeah, look, 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 foreign look. to me. Yeah. So you're not, you're not off base. Yeah. The interesting thing about the Cyberverse figures is that they are not a part of the Transformers Generations line. 
Yes. Now, yeah. what that means for the genesis of these figures within Hasbro is kind of an open question that we'll probably never really know the answer to. But it does mean that I, I think they're probably not worked on by the same team that does our right. our regular generations figures. Right. And so you've got, you know, you, I mean, you've got the box that says Transformers. It's got all, all of the you know the, the trademarks and stuff on it. Notably, the Cyberverse boxes do not say Takara Tomy as well. So Hasbro is not sharing branding with uh, with Takara on these. And I feel like I feel like these are pretty much done by the B team, right? Like these might be they might be done, done by interns. There might be people who are just you know just starting out in the team, cutting their teeth. Yeah. Um, the thing is that they do match the designs of the show and the cartoon, which is actually something that Hasbro has been prioritizing a bit lately because the CAD designs for Siege and Earthrise have been used in the Netflix series. Here, they've sort of gone the other way and they've gone, right, well, we've got this animation model for Starscream and we can kind of make that work as a toy so you know, we can we can bring that out and make Starscream look pretty much like the cartoon. Um, and that's kind of the appeal. He's like, like, if you look at Soundwave, Soundwave's got these little shoulder pads that have sound waves that display on them. And that's part of the conceit of the design of the figure in Cyberverse. And he looks pretty much like his he looks pretty much like his G one um, his G one bot mode, but his uh, his uh, alt mode is a vehicle in Cyberverse. So you know they're they're sort of they're marching to the beat of their own drum in a little in a little bit, but they are still paying homage to what's come before them. Yeah. So if you were to line up, say, an Earthrise Starscream against this Cyberverse Starscream. I think you probably see, correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably see a, lo- a little bit more articulation on the Earthrise figure compared to this. This looks very simple in terms of design. Um, but also I, I, I noticed that with the box, it, it looks very, um, uh, I guess, targeted towards kids, right? Because oh, I, yeah. I guess the, yeah. the age group of the show, yeah, yeah. So, so that makes me think that, you know, as far as these toys are concerned, they're not going to put as much detail or sort of attention to detail as they would normally for a generations type type figure, because the kid's just going to take it and just start playing with it and smashing it in the ground or or uh, putting it out in the in the backyard somewhere. Yeah, no, no, that's quite right. what they can get away with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. it's worth noting. So um, <clears throat> spoiler for acquisitions, I have a <clears throat> Kingdom Cyclonus here, and on the box it says eight plus, but on these boxes they're six plus, right? So they are definitely. They're definitely geared at a, uh, a younger generation of fans. There's that, there's that pivotal two years where you can't deal with a generation's box. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, know, you, you, have to, you have to be at least eight years old before you can handle Transformers Generations. <laughs> right. Um, That's right. I mean, look, there's, there's other, there are other Transformers franchises for young kids as well, like there's Rescue Bots Academy and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but, I mean, Cyberverse is a cartoon, and so it does, it does have a, a sort of a, it does have a kiddie... Uh, a kiddie appeal to it. Uh, it's not Earthrise and Siege, the the sort of decidedly more adult-oriented show that's on Netflix. And the one th- the one thing that I will, I mean, that sounds like I'm damning it with faint praise, but the one thing I will say is it's a lot of fun. Like yeah. the show, the show is actually it's got a really good sense of humor about itself, and the designs of the the designs of the bots are pretty fun, and they've also they've 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 sort of kicked over a few anthills and made, made a few people sit up and take notice. Um, so they've got a, they've got a, an, an alternate universe Megatron that's super evil. He's Megatron X. And they also have a, uh, to the surprise of everyone, in what everyone thought was going to be their final episode, we'll talk about that more a little bit later, in what everyone thought was going to be the final episode, they introduced a Decepticon trooper from the alternate, I think the alternate universe that Megatron X is also from. And 
uh, he's basically Tarn from the IDW comics writ- ah. written into animation. And so not only is not only does Cyberverse have a Tarn, they've got an army of them. They're, he's he's the he's like that that character model is the general foot trooper of the alternate universe Decepticons. That's an interesting so sort of cross pollination there, isn't there? It, it is. Uh, I mean, I mean Hasbro Hasbro does like to sort of reference things from one franchise in an well, not franchise, but from one generation of Transformers in another. I mean, you've seen all the nods that we get in Earthrise to you know yeah. different generations in years past, and yeah. you still get those nods in Cyberverse as well. But um, you know, there's there's a, a, a few different nods as well. Let's go to the next story, which is the uh, the constantly accelerating release of Kingdom figures. Now, um, Kingdom has Kingdom has just been released worldwide. It was uh, pretty much the first of January. It went on sale in Singapore, Hong Kong, the USA, and a couple of weeks later, it's popping up all over the place here. So, you will find Kingdom toys in Target, Kmart, Big W, and I suspect Maya at some point might get Kingdom if they can get rid of Earthrise Wave One. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But um, so it's 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 extremely surprising to see that Kingdom Wave Two has popped up less than a month after launch on store shelves in Singapore. Now. Uh, this was not seen at a Toys R Us store in Singapore. This was seen at a store called Isotan, which is a. It's actually a. It's. I, I believe from my from my time in Singapore, I believe Isotan is a Japanese department store. It's not. It's not the big one that's in Singapore, which is Takashimaya. Uh, but yeah, it's a. So it's a. It is a department store. These these guys were spotted on on the shelves at one particular branch of Isotan in Singapore. It's possible that they were accidentally released early. Um, so what we're looking at is uh, Kingdom Kingdom Wave Two Voyager Inferno, who is a repaint of the uh, Earthrise Grapple from Wave One of uh, of Earthrise, and uh, Kingdom Voyager Dinobot, who is a new mold. Now, disappointingly, people have purchased Inferno and found that he suffers from the exact same problem that plagued Grapple in Earthrise, which is that there is a peg. That is part of his transformation. I'm not sure if it's into robot or into truck. I think it must be into truck. And you, you can take this part and uh, clip it onto the peg. But when you take it off, it's probably going to rip the peg off. And the only way to the only way to really get around that is to file that peg down slightly so that the uh, so that it's it's a less tight fit over it. It's, it's really disappointing that Hasbro didn't actually change that. Um, but you know, we'll have to see whether or not it comes out as a running change this time as well. Now, it is an interesting testament to the level of quality control or the or the lack thereof uh, that, that Hasbro are sort of putting into their into their figures nowadays. It's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, I I was I was speaking I was speaking with another uh, another uh, member of the group the other day, uh, and uh, he said that he thinks while everyone else whinges about 2020 being the uh, the year of the exclusive, he actually thinks 2020 was the year of the QC issues because. There's yeah. been a lot of issues in 2020. Some people have said that it's a COVID thing because they can't actually have as many people inspecting things in the factories. Yeah. But there's just been so many. There's been so many issues, and it doesn't really help that for the most part, Hasbro tends to stay pretty quiet about the issues. Like they they'll stay pretty quiet, and they might fix them later. 
Um, but look, I, I will just say, if you've, if you've purchased a grapple and you've broken the peg off during the transformation and you've sat there and gone, well, that's that's broken now, you know, why was me? Take it back to the store. I mean, look, it, it's, it's possibly a year later now if, it, if you bought it in Earthrise Wave 1, but these toys should not break out of the box. So if you buy one and it breaks out of the box, take it back to the store. You have a reasonable expectation that these toys will last a while, especially if you are paying fifty dollars for them. So, don't don't just sit don't just sit there and let them break and just go. Oh, oh, I'm gonna have to buy another one of that. Get your money back. Buy another one if you want to, or just get your money back and walk away from it. It actually took me about a year ago when the grapples came out. It took me two broken pegs to, to, to and a conversation with you, I think, over Facebook to actually realise that I should ask for my money back. That this is not acceptable, yeah. and that I should actually get another grapple sent to me. But I actually got it from Amazon, and uh, mm-hmm. and they were really good about it. Sort of, you know, just say send send the stuff back. But then now, if you actually look in, for example, in the Maya in Sydney, you cannot move from the Transformers section without bumping into a grapple. There's probably fifty-seven grapples just sitting on their shelf. And as oh, you said yeah, that, that's this, on, that's only the first shelf. There's a second shelf. That's, as well. <laughs> that's right. And as you said at the beginning of this, they really need to get rid of those grapples to make way for things like the Kingdom Wave. So they're probably yeah. just sitting on a whole bunch of Kingdom stuff out the back. They need to get rid of all the grapples so that they can stock Inferno. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. That, at the end of the day, you know, you don't owe this company's loyalty. Yes, right? absolutely. Like, it's very true. Like, if if they're not delivering a product, like, you're paying a lot of money for just retail transformers nowadays. And yeah, the general quality is going up, but you shouldn't have to be dealing with this stuff. There's, there's just no reasoning behind it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah like I, like I said, there's a reasonable expectation that these things are fit for, fit for sale and fit for purpose. I had a, um, back in December when everyone was doing their Studio Series 86 runs on Kmarts, I, uh, I, I walked into my local and I picked up a Studio Series Jazz. And when I took him home, his left arm was just loose. Like it was just, wasn't half attached or something like that, but it just didn't hold. So he couldn't even hold the gun up. It just kept falling by his side. And then I realized I could probably take this back, but I love the figure so much and it looks so good. And I only got it for 29 bucks. So, so there's nothing stopping me from just going down and getting another one anyway. So I did, <laughs> rather than return the broken one. So now, so, so now you've got now you've got two jazzers. I do, I do. Yeah, yeah. but uh, one can't hold his hand up, so that's a problem. If he mm-hmm. wants to ask a question, he can't. So that's a, that's a shame. Or maybe he can use his other hand. I don't know. Jazz could be an ambidextrous bot. I don't know. We'll, we'll, <laughs> have, to, we'll have to find out. But that inside so, looks pretty good. I will say. It does. Uh, the figure itself looks very um, true to the to the G one cartoon. He does look. There's a, there's a, I've been looking at this tiny photo all this time. But um, there you go. There's a, there's a side by side photo of uh, Grapple and Inferno showing that yeah. yes, indeed, one is a repaint of the other, with a slight uh, slightly retooled head, I yes. believe as well. Yes, uh, which is pretty common when it comes to Grapple and Inferno. Um, yeah, uh, I, I've I've resisted getting Grapple. In Earthrise, and I mean, I'm the reason that Maya Maya has 57 of them, obviously, instead of 56. <laughs> uh, like, I've I've resisted getting Grapple because I just I felt like his orange was just a tad too much for me. But the red on Inferno, I feel, is kind of about right. I think that yeah. that's looking that's looking good. Inferno, I feel, is looking like a much better use of the mold than Grapple. 
Yes. Inferno has always been a bit easy on the eyes. Like. It's, it's true. It's true. Um, so yeah, are you guys into? Uh, so are you, first of all, are you guys collecting Kingdom, and are you going to get uh, Inferno and Dynable? Uh, yes, I started my Kingdom collection this week, um, and we'll get to that in acquisitions. But yeah, mm-hmm. I've just been uh, in in the um, messenger groups that uh, that you've set up, Jace. There's been a, a, a mad rush on on Kingdom figures, and I, I managed to pick up a Warpath uh, as well on top of that, which I didn't want to up but it was just there <laughs> so as part of the hunt you know when you see something out in the wild and it looks kind of okay even though that's not what you wanted uh, you yeah. still go for it anyway so no, fair enough fair enough um max how about, how about yourself probably yes but probably no uh, like, i'll probably get into kingdom but these guys don't really do much for me fair enough so which one which figures do but, i don't know for whatever reason like that cyclonus really gets me like i kind of this is the sort of thing, you know, I don't want to order it online, I want to just come across it in the store, but there's a couple there, the core class especially, like, it just feels rather highly, so, but it, no, it, fair, it, fair it, enough, uh, if I've ever managed to come across them, you know, you, you don't really want to go out of your way for retail figures, in my opinion, it sort of loses what's special about it. It kind of, it kind of does, uh, it's, 2020 has seen such a dearth of retail figures in Australian stores that... It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, well, if if you if someone sees them and you want the figure, I'm sort of like, well, just grab, get them to grab them, and then figure out who knows that person and get them to pass them along. This is this is what we've been doing in New South Wales. And, um, we so we formed we formed hunt groups on Messenger, so people go out to stores and they're like, this is here, and people will get it, and people pass them along to each other, so they avoid some postage. Now that hasn't actually happened in South Australia yet, but um, we might uh, we might have a bit of a chat, see if we can see if we can start up a um, start up a messenger hunt group in uh, in South Australia. See, see well, if we can help. Fortunately, there's all of five retail stores in the entire state, so <laughs> kind of uh, they're, they're, all, they're all they're all between the churches, aren't they? <laughs> it's basically all in the one city. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's so that's Kingdom Wave Two. Um, only the only the voyages out so far. I haven't seen any others, but uh, you know the others will probably come in due time in Singapore, and uh, we'll see whether or not Kingdom Wave One does the traditional shell form uh, in yeah. Australian retail. I will say that while so Kingdom has been flying off the shelves here, however, they've also been restocking pretty well. So yes. at some at some point the demand is going to outstrip supply or the supplier is going to overwhelm demand. <laughs> On past performance, it's been the latter, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. I predict we'll end up with a uh, Siege, Thundercracker and Megatron type situation. Like in every big W that you walk into now, there's at least 105 of those. <laughs> do, 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 you know, do you know what I heard about that? Yeah. Why, about why Big W has uh, a, a ton of Siege, uh, Thundercracker and Megatrons? What's that? So... What I heard, and I've got no way of telling if this is true or not, what I heard is that someone at Big W went, oh, Thundercracker, yes, he's popular and well sought after because Earthrise Thundercracker is like, everyone's just like, give me the Earthrise Thundercracker. And so they saw Thundercracker and went, yes, we'll have a shitload of that. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a rumor, but um, yeah, interesting. Someone else, can, someone else can tell them they're not the right Thundercracker, but you know. I've got to say, it does sound plausible. It does. It, sound kind, it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It sounds plausible to anyone who's ever worked in retail. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, and that, see, that's, that's exactly the thing. Is it's like, yeah, yeah, they could probably mess that up. So, yeah. 
have you guys purchased uh, a Kingdom a Kingdom Megatron Beast Dinosaur Barney mode thing? Uh, if I could find one, I would definitely purchase one to go with. Yes, that, they're a bit thin on the ground in New South Wales at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why so, that is. So I know Max hasn't. So let, let's go and have a look at the the running variant that's been discovered in uh, in this line, which is that uh, there's so there's two faces. Uh, you have to look very carefully if you pick this guy up. Look in the box to see which face you're getting. Um, normally, normally he's got a very, a very stern face. Let's just wait for that image to load, and it's not loading. So let's just do that. Let's just put them side by side. One is the CGI, uh, uh, or the the package art, but he's got a very stern face that just I'm Megatron, and the other one has a, a not a grin, but he, he's he's got a a toothy, determined look on his face and that's the that's the new variant that's been discovered out in the wild in the US unknown whether or not that's actually coming to Australia yet so um yeah if you're if you're out there getting a, a Beast Wars Megatron check out to see check out to see which face you're getting now the question is does one of the faces appeal more to you guys than the other yeah kind of the, the regular one just you know it's a bit more universally applicable mm, yeah right, whereas the, yeah, the, so, so the bit of the scowl yeah, the variant is just kind of this one very specific face that's being pulled. And, like, yeah, it's in character, but it, it doesn't have the same appeal of just being able to use it in any sort of pose. The, the variant yeah. looks like the kind of face you get if you get pulled over by a cop or something and he asks you if, if you were aware how you, that you were speeding. <laughs> so, I, I think... I think what you're saying is that the variant face is the grimace emoji. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. It is. Yeah. But also, why does he have purple teeth? Is this part of the uh, the cartoon? Don't, 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 don't tooth shame Megatron. <laughs> look, a little bit of Colgate wouldn't go astray. That's all I'm saying. Uh, look, did did they have Colgate back in prehistoric on prehistoric Earth? I, I don't know. Coal. You can't they prove it. Coal. <laughs> I think I think that's the problem. Is that he's been eating coal? There's no energy on it. It's a shame Bradley's not here because I'm curious. Is that consistent with the the, uh, the cartoon? And uh, have they made a mistake here? Have they just been really lazy and just haven't bothered painting his? Uh, sorry, and they just decided to paint the teeth. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it does look like they're a slightly different shade. Although I suppose, given the way that the paint gets applied to this stuff, no, you're probably right. It's probably just pink, just purple, yeah. pink, purple, pink, yeah. whatever he is. Yeah. Mm. I think I still like the, uh, the the stoic look as opposed to the grimace. Yeah, no, fair enough too. Um, I, I can see, I can see the appeal of both, but it depends whether or not he's in a in a um, fight or not. I actually wonder if, um, I actually wonder if maybe one of these, one of the heads might be destined for a, a different repaint of the figure, maybe as a mm. as a generation select, or maybe there'll be a, maybe there'll be a repaint of him later on. But um, yeah, may, maybe that's what's going on with the with the head sculpts. But uh, do you know what it reminds me of is last year's Earthrise Starscream, where there was a there's a do you remember guys remember there was a variant of the, mm -hmm. the Starscream face, and then I think they it worked was out on Thundercracker. Thought, it was on Thundercracker. That's right, because people were yeah. thinking that it was actually the Coronation Starscream face just before he gets shot by Galvatron. <laughs> yeah, but it turned out to be uh, yeah Thundercracker. Um, so, I know a lot of people who swapped Starscream and Thundercracker's heads uh, yep. to get that to get that effect on Starscream. So, yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, was that Earthrise or was that Siege? I feel like that was Siege. Oh, interesting. 
Okay. I thought I've I've got a Skywarp and Thundercracker pack like within my line of sight, but I really can't get to it without destroying my headphone setup. So I'm not going to do that. But um, man, I thought I thought it was Siege, but maybe it's actually maybe it's actually both Siege and Earthrise. They've they've got the variant yeah. heads going. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. One more kingdom story to talk about, which is the super cute uh, little core class Starscream is uh, is he's coming and uh, oh, look at him! Look at the little guy. <laughs> I know, I, I know. He's he's like he's like Star Wiggle, not Starscream. Um, it looks so enthusiastic. I know he does, doesn't he? He's just sort of like look at look at me, look at me. Don't look at that loser. Um, First day of class, ready to take on the leadership of the Decepticons. You know, look yep. at him. He's bright eyed, bushy tailed. <laughs> He's um so Hasbro said when they launched the core class uh, with Optimus Prime, they said that they'd really tried to sort of distill down the essence of the bigger Earthrise Optimus Prime into the core class figure, and they I'd say they kind of succeeded in that. Like having a look at that figure and the the poses that it can pull off, uh, and we 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 just we just mentioned the um the the legends and the core has uh, core classes, core class figures have been really impressive in the last few years. But um, yeah, they're really they're really kicking some goals with the uh, with the core in cores in uh, Earthrise. What I notice is that they're taking figures that they've done before and just shrinking them down to core. And it's like, well, you don't have to spend another fifty or seventy dollars on this. You just just you know get this little one for 20, 20 bucks. Yeah. And I feel I, I feel like this is this is noticeably Starscream, but also it's noticeably the Earthrise or Earth mode. Starscream as well. Like, there's you know his his feet are sort of the obvious telltale sign uh, for that. And I, I just I just like the fact that they've managed to sort of miniaturize what makes the Earthrise Starscream uh, very you know very very specific. Um, he looks like he's got plenty of articulation as well. Um, excuse me. He's got his 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 um his his, uh, his legs look like they swivel around a bit. Uh, he's got knees. I think it even looks like he's got ankle tilts, which is really impressive at that scale. Um, plus the arms swivel and his elbows go obviously as well. It's a shame there's no shot of the uh, alt mode because I remember for the Earthrise Starscream, it, the alt mode was the thing that sold me. Is there not? The I, don't, I don't know. Let's wait, let me let me take. There you go. Oh, there is. Oh, uh, look at look, look at that. Look at that. The uh, that that's a pretty that's nice good. looking Starscream. That's I mean, it's, he's look. He looks slightly. He looks slightly deformed. Um, <laughs> you know, sort of, yep. sort of not not in like a mutant, a mutant way, but like just sort of slightly, slightly squat. I think. You know, he's he's maybe possibly about ten percent shorter than he should be. Yeah. Um, but that sort of just goes with the sort of the the, the dinky die go getter look that the, um, that the the figure has. So he's a, he's a nice looking figure. He might he might actually be my first core figure. Uh, as I said, like the cores have been fun, but I haven't picked any of them up. And there's there's a look at him uh, versus versus Rat Trap and versus the Sharktacon, <laughs> that is very specifically the Sharktacon from the Quintesson Pit of Judgment set. So whoever took these photos is showing off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and there and there's Kranix as Kranix. well. Yeah. So yeah, like he's 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 pretty much what we expect from uh, the Legends, Legends scale and the Core scale. And that's next to his uh, Buzzworthy Bumblebee, which is a slightly smaller Core class figure. And rightly so, because Bumblebee's a small small figure. That looks great. Uh, oh, and there's the, the Optimus, Optimus Prime there as Optimus well. Optimus one looks fantastic. 
He does. Optimus seems to have very large, prominent ball joints in his elbows. But yep. Starscream, I don't know. Maybe they. I don't think they've moved Starscream's arms out of this pose. <laughs> maybe there's a reason. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I, like it. It looks like maybe there's a ball joint on on there as well. I I, I, would, I assume that's sort of how they do the um the core engineering. Yeah, there you go. There's there big, you there's big ball joint. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. Um, he looks he does look pretty fun. If I if I walk past him in the store, I'll probably pick him up. Yeah, me, me too. All right, Max, are you into are you into core Starscream? I am. He's the sort of thing which I definitely think I'll pick up if I can find him. Yeah, like, he, I think so. He just works. It's, it's I actually, a cute just, uh, little uh, package. I just really appreciate the, the detail and the fact that they've even painted his, uh, his uh, intake jets there as well. Um, but anyway, looking at the, um, the there's sort of a bad paint job on this picture, Jace. You can see that there's um, they haven't done all the red on the inside of uh, uh, Starscream's chest. There, it's quite interesting. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, I I completely didn't even notice that. Um, yeah, are missing something. Oh, look, I will point out that this is probably a, a lunchtime special or a pre-production um, figure, so maybe that will be fixed up at the at release. You can sort of see, uh, you can sort of see down further. It does they they, they do paint in, paint inside, but you can also see there's a couple of chips off, or maybe maybe it's just a, an unfinished paint job on on this yeah. as well, which is actually even more interesting because I. I would have honestly expected that to just be moulded red plastic instead of painted. Yeah. You know, the other thing that makes interesting for me is, is if you look at it from this angle, it, it kind of makes me think he looks like a Happy Meal toy, but like a really well-produced one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's about, it's about that size of yeah. like something, that, something that you would expect to be you know, a, little, a little toy that you can sort of throw out and, and yeah. you know, throw around by can like candy. But yeah. Anyway, uh, let's... Let's move on. I think I think I think we can all agree that uh, Kingdom Core Class Starscream gets. Uh, what do we What do we What do we say? It's getting three junkions. Full the full three junkion experience. <laughs> three junkions out of three. <laughs> I call it innocent. 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 You know, thinking of the quintessons. Oh, okay. So you want to throw them to the shark That's I fine. I do. I just want to get as many as I can and throw them. They look so good. That's an interesting segue into the next story, um, which is only t only slightly tangentially related to the Quintessons, but the Chaos Bringer. Yes. The Chaos Bringer is coming. Like, um, so what, so we're looking on we're looking on screen here at uh, a room full of Unicrons. Um, this photo came out from Robot Kingdom earlier this earlier this week. Uh, there's a ton of unicorns. They're stacked three high on a pallet, and they are taller than a human. And uh, Robot Kingdom says this is their this is their warehouse. So they have been receiving stock of of uh, the Haslabs Unicron. And uh, wow, it's it's they're really getting ready to um, send those out. So uh, yeah, this is uh, this is big. It's really happening. Did you guys pre-order Unicron? I did not, but he is. A significant amount of money. This is true. This is true. Tony, are you are you into the cron? I got to say, looking at these pictures, I, I wish I had done the pre-order at the time that I had the chance. So no, I didn't. Uh, but this uh, these boxes are huge. Like oh, you yes. can only imagine the size of the figure inside. Wow, <laughs> it's impressive. 
They are impressive. What it also means is that um, to just to really uh, just to really sort of stick it to the naysayers who've been like, oh, Hasbro's going to run late. Blah, blah. Well, no. Um, this is in Robot Kingdom's warehouse. They're ready to go. Word is that uh, come February first, they will start distributing these because uh, the estimated release date at the time that this guy was crowdfunded was February 2021. Um, nice. So, come February, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of Unicrons pop up on Facebook and. Not, not necessarily in ours, because I, I think EB Games might get it later in the month. We'll see. Um, but yeah, there'll be a lot of Unicrons popping up all over the place. Jace, how many uh, Unicrons did you freight forward or get shipped from overseas? <laughs> <laughs> so so, so, here, so here's the thing. Australia got the best deal on the planet for Unicron. Really? really? Yeah, we did. What was so, the deal? So... Uh, the, I can't remember Unicron's price in America. I think it was $500 or $550. Yeah. And if you just took that and converted it to Australian dollars, it was $850. And yeah. that is literally the price that EB Games charged. However, if you were in the US and you wanted to support Unicron and get in on the crowdfund, you had to come up with 500 bucks or whatever the full price was in 2019. Uh, like right. within within That's two right. months of them announcing it, you had to actually fully fund uh, this from out of your own pocket. Um, EB Games in Australia took a, took a deposit from people and went, "Yep, that's right, we'll order it for you, and you can pay us the rest in February 2021." So Australians got a great price on it. Um, like there's no Australia tax or GST. Well, there's GST obviously, but there's no Australia tax on it. Like there's no just slogging an extra thirty percent because they because they can. Um, it's a great price, and uh, yeah, he should should be coming soon. I'm I'm really looking forward to really looking forward to getting him. You still haven't answered the question. How many did you get? I got one. <laughs> uh, so so I so the freight forwarding stuff that I do um, yep. is only only about six months old. So when this was up for pre order, it was not something that I was looking into. Uh, and at the same time, um, you'd be silly to bring one in from overseas. It'll cost you more money. You could just go to eBay and buy one. Now. That does bring up an interesting point, though, which is, what if what if you didn't get on Unicron and now you want one? Yes, have fun. Myself in that bucket. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like like so, Max, Max has just sort of just gone. Yeah, have fun because you kind of you're leaving yourself at the mercy of the market now. And I bring so I bring this up for a couple of reasons, right? Um, there's there was. There was an extra release of Unicrons for pre-order from Big Bad Toy Store a couple of weeks ago. It might have been last week. They were eight hundred and fifty US dollars. So that's quite the markup. That's a, that's three hundred and fifty dollars or three hundred dollars yeah. or so. That's a fifty percent markup. But at the same time, Big Bad Toy Store had to pay that in two thousand nineteen to fund the to fund this figure. So like it's. Kind of all right that they make a little bit of money on it, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't Our expect big. I don't expect big bad toy store to run as a charity. Now, so further to that, there's there's there was a lot of supposition at the time that retailers were going in on the crowdfund and just going right. We'll we'll get twenty in just to prop the numbers up to get Unicron over the line. Because if you recall, back in two thousand nineteen. It was not a sure thing that this was going to happen. And it felt like at the end of it, it felt like Hasbro was really just plucking numbers to just sort of try to shore up the shore up the support for this. And 
uh, it, it all it all seemed to happen in a big rush on the last day. They added international orders and, and stuff like that in, and just went, yeah, it's it's about right. And I think then they asked about a month later they ended up saying right yeah we actually smashed it to about 10,000 orders so did 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 retailers like go in on the crowdfund for some extra units for themselves and like if they like I, I feel like I feel like EB Games would be very likely to have one of these in their one of their flagship stores I, I think EB Games one of their flagship store is the um, one on Swanson Street in Melbourne's CBD like can you imagine if you go in there and there's a giant Unicron sitting there, you know, sitting there looking looking back at you? However, the question then is, what purpose does that serve? Because that guy's probably not going to be on sale. They probably have two or three at most. It might just be a case that EB might have purchased maybe an extra ten of them and they'll sit in a warehouse until someone goes into the store and says, hey, I want this. We won't necessarily know. I would be really interested to know if someone actually goes to goes to an EB game store and goes, "Yeah, I actually want this. Can you do something for me and see what they say?" It does. Um, I'm also getting to the point that um, recently, in the last couple of last few days, um, a, a, a fairly much maligned member of the Australian Transformers community, who's um, not very popular with a lot of people, uh, put a Unicron pre-order up for sale so he's purchased it for 850 dollars from eb games and he put it up for sale in some facebook groups at 1600 dollars right now so can you dm me who this was because i missed this sure i don't i don't want to i don't want to say his name because i don't want to give him any oxygen but yeah. um, if it was revealed to be jace would you be disappointed oh i'd kind of be impressed actually <laughs> i said i i said i said not well regarded i I, right. I, I think i'm liked <laughs> You're talking about yourself in the third person. <laughs> mm. So anyway, I, 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 really dis- I really disagree with this. His justification is that people didn't jump on the pre-order when it was available and this is the going rate, the market rate for it. I, I call bullshit on that. I think that's really not a very community-minded um, response to it. And I don't, like, I, don't, I don't mind someone making a little bit of money on it, but come on, that's... that's Twice that's twice the price. Basically, what he's done is he's ordered pre, he's he's pre-ordered two of them, and now he's expecting the second one to pay for his own. And I don't I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's very fair. But you know what though? I mean, it's you see this a lot on on eBay as well. I mean, at the end of the day, if someone is silly enough to pay that amount, then good luck to them. Uh, but I don't imagine many people would would want to pay that, despite you know the awesomeness oh, of this so, toy so here's the thing right people will people think people so? will pay it I, I i think i think this this person in particular has made himself persona non grata so i think he's finding it very difficult to actually make a sale right, but right. i i am seeing people pay silly amounts for the exclusives that have come out in the last year i uh, so my my freight forwarding and group buys group i had a I was browsing Robo Robo in Singapore and I noticed, yeah. hey, they have the uh, Earthrise Coneheads, Ramjet and Dirge in stock. They're 195 Singapore dollars. And I thought, no one's going to go for it. But I still took it, took the offer to my group and said, look, this is available. I can import them if you want to. And six people said yes. Wow. And when those six people said yes, it was almost immediate as well. So... Like people have people have rationalised paying twice what something is worth in order to get it. That look, that's a that's a scale that works differently at eight hundred dollars versus fifty dollars, but it's still, you know, it's still it's still kind of an unwelcome feeling. 
I don't, I don't really, I don't really want that to be, I don't really want that to be the norm, uh, and that happens. And this is ultimately why I, why I, you know, work my butt off to bring in, bring in exclusives and things that people want, to stop them having to go out and pay aftermarket scal- scalper prices. So anyway, um, I was disappointed to see that happen. I don't. I, that person, that person uh, likes to think of himself as a, a productive member of the Transformers community, and I disagree. I think he's just revealed himself to be uh, uh, the word. The word that someone used earlier to discuss to describe this to me was maggot. So not very, not, not very happy. I was gonna, uh, look. I, I would use a shorter word, but it's going to get us an explicit language warning on iTunes. So I'm I'm going to not. I mean, no I just, we sacrifice do, no victory. We, we 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 do we do swear like sailors most episodes anyway. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think I would like to move on quickly. There are uh, before we move on, Jace, can, mm. can I just ask a quick question? What do you think? A looking at that picture with all of those mm-hmm. unicrons, what do you think the collective noun for a bunch of unicrons would be? Mm. An Orson Wells of unicrons. An Orson. <laughs> no, An Orson no, no, uni- no. A, a, a well, a well of unicrons. A well of there unicrons. You Thank you. There we go. Yes. All right, that, we've, All right. we've decided that. More Cyberverse. Sorry, um, we all thought Cyberverse had finished at the end of season three, and uh, a number of us were very upset by this news because um, by the time season three finished, the show had really matured, and um, it seemed like a shame to you know bid it farewell and send it off into a, send it off into the lake for a Viking funeral. So I was very happy to find out that there's uh, there is a season four of Cyberverse coming. It's going to have a slightly different form. Cyberverse has always experimented a little bit. They they had some unusual episode formats in season one with um, Bumblebee attempting to recover his memories. Then they sort of a, a much more straightforward season two, and then season three just sort of went very much Matrixy sci-fi kind of thing. So season four they've got uh, two 44-minute um, TV movies, and they are there's two. Two epic specials coming, uh, which has just been revealed. One is called The Immobilizers, in which the entire planet of Cybertron becomes frozen in time. And the second one is The Perfect Decepticon, which hopefully is about Tarn, uh, following as the peace treaty between the Autobots and the Decepticons is put to the test. Now, we don't know when these guys are coming out yet. There's no airtime, but um, it should hopefully appear on the Cyberverse YouTube channel along with everything else. Um, there's been a there's been a number of ways to watch Cyberverse over the years. This must be a testament, though, to how popular the show is, Jace, even though I haven't seen it. But the fact that they doubled down on an extra season with two sort of specials, it's it's quite impressive when you think about it, like for a show that was apparently on the edge of oblivion uh, <laughs> and close to being cancelled. I think so. Uh, look, those Cyberverse toys don't buy themselves. We, 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 go, we go into the stores and we walk straight past all the Cyberverse toys not yep. everyone does because those things sell. So, Do they though? Because every time I've been going looking for Kingdom stuff or Studio Six, there's always Cyberverse stacked on the shelves, particularly in Kmart. It's always there, <laughs> but look, look very carefully when you go in week to week. They're different. Okay. They okay. they really they really do sell, and we've seen we've seen Kmart shelves completely picked clean in the mm. last month. So those Cyberverse toys went somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Last news story for the night, and this is a personal indulgence for me, so I'm going to get it over and done with quickly. Uh, there is a there is a special edition Year of the Ox coin coming out in China. I like coins, and I also think that this comes in a particularly clever box, being a um, 
being a, a sound wave uh, representation. And, uh, and on the back, there's some artwork with uh, Prime Megatron Bum Bumblebee and Soundwave sharing oxtail soup. Uh, so yeah, I, I like shiny things. I like coins. I like pins. So I will be trying to find this one. I, I never managed to get the Year of the Rat coin that um, was announced a couple of years ago. I kind of feel like it didn't actually come out, but also I noticed that this leaked image has come from the same Weibo account as, as the previously announced one, so we'll see what happens. Um, on the coin there's an Ox version of Optimus Prime on one side and the uh, Autobot Decepticon symbol on the other. That is it for the news. I'm going to kick the news share out and we're going to spend five minutes going through a very quick round of acquisitions. Um, who am I going to start with? It's not going to be me. How about yourself, Tony? Because we have no vision of, of what you're what you're going through. So, uh, how about you, how about you tell us how about you tell us what you've acquired? Allow me to rectify that. Just for oh this my one. goodness, just this once, okay? Oh, oh my goodness, check oh. this out. Can you see? We can. We've put you up full screen. Fantastic. Look at this. Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. There's a reflection of your face in Grimlock's oh, chest. No, I <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> my ugly face <laughs> now look at this guy he's the leader of me grimlock look at him look at him don't you think he's chunky gaze upon his face. visage and wonder because he's looking at you right but but you can see that uh, in the last last week's podcast i was talking about the um the little brown chest plate and how annoying it is in person it's actually not that bad but i still want to get rid of it because it's not really mm. him. Do you know well, what I mean? Like I said last week, why don't you just stick an Autobot symbol on it? No, but that's not the point. It's, it's the whole chest. If you have a look at this, like, it's not coming out well on the camera, but the actual chest is, is quite a nice shade of gold, and it looks quite bright yellow in the light, I think. But, um, but it's not about the actual uh, 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 insignia. It's actually just the fact that it, the, the, the clash of the brown on the, of the chest plate and the gold, it doesn't look well. It doesn't look good. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But uh, right. he's, a, he's a beast, guys. Look at him. Look at this guy. Very. He, uh, he, he does look great. I'm looking forward to getting him. Yeah. And also comes with this waste of space. And as we talked about last week, uh, he has his knees. I don't know if it's coming out well on the camera, but... It looks like he, he's uh, dancing constantly. Yeah, that's right. He's getting like just, with it. Yeah, really like an Egyptian. That's right. <laughs> but the knees are constantly bent, but there's this interesting little sort of pin. I don't know if you can make it out, but there's a a little grey sort of pin there, and that mm. sits on, uh, it helps you to sit on uh, Grimlock's shoulder. Oh, he's a peg, uh, yeah. Is a peg, sorry, yes. Yeah. Um, the head is the only thing that, uh, the head actually surprisingly has uh, has a, a range of movement, so it can actually move around a little bit. It can uh, move and left the, and right. Left and right, and up yeah. and down. And then uh, the arm, this arm is uh, perpetually bent uh, at an angle, and this one has his little uh, Energon slingshot which is not removable, so it just stays oh. there. But uh, yeah. yeah, so what? it's pretty uh, pretty poor figure. <laughs> but in terms of size, it's quite interesting because I was thinking about sort of lining this guy up against uh, Ultra Magnus from Siege, and you can see that they're quite similar, but uh, the weight, like the depth, if you like, of, uh, of Grimlock is a lot more than um, than uh, even Siege Ultra Magnus. He really is. He really is the first true leader class figure size, the uh, size figure that we've had in quite a while. Correct, correct. And um, you know, it's certainly there's a lot of playability in, in terms of transform. I've only done it once to transform him into um, into alt mode, but here he is next to Jazz, so you can see the height difference. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's, it's like jazz is bumblebee next to prom or something. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but it's it's quite an interesting uh, dynamic because they've really. It, I was just reflecting on this today that the Grimlock size is kind of like you know the Combiner Wars Devastator size with the individual constructor cons, how mm. they're massive, so that you know in aggregate they create a massive Devastator. It, it's similar to the Grimlock size because I can imagine putting him up against the Combiner Wars guys, and they would probably be exactly the same size. Yeah, yeah, I, mm. I, I figure so. Like the, I mean, Combiner Wars leaders were actually leader size as well. So yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But um, but really impressive and very happy with this uh, this purchase. And uh, as I said on the uh, the TCCA Facebook page, there are only four of these in Australia. Only four. <laughs> and uh, I have, I suspect three. that a few people might be importing them or, or waiting for them to come out from maybe <laughs> games. Actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so All that's right. my acquisition. Max, how about uh, have, you, have you got have you got an acquisition to show us there? I do. I have a singular acquisition. I actually have two um, over the last six months, and they're very impressive. Mm-hmm. But figured it would be better to, you know, just go one at a time, so I'm not burning myself out all at once. So this is perhaps Wei Jang's final manager release, their version of Bumblebee Optimus Prime. Wow. Yes, because uh, Wei Jang has been uh, raided and is said to have ceased to exist, even though we know that they'll probably just go across the road and start a new factory. Basically, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I look forward to when Zhang Wei starts up with yeah, their, um, you know, Bumblebee Soundwave. Uh, but this is a really interesting piece because it's technically like you know the whole Wei Zhang deal of you know they'll take a pre-existing figure, knock it off, and sort of update it in their own way. But this is really pr- stretching the definition. Like I have messed around and looked at the you know the regular release, Bumblebee Optimus Prime from Hasbro, and this is just so vastly different. Like there's some similarities in terms of skeleton and what have you like you can see where this does retain a couple of limitations like the fact that he's got single jointed elbows um and you know sort of limited uh transformation options around the torso like you, you can see where it's been limited by that but for the most part this feels like entirely its own thing and for the you know barely over a hundred bucks that it runs for it's a hell of a deal like you know, having now two of the three zero pieces, two of the deluxe Bumblebee figures, the detail here is on par with one of those, and it transforms as well. Silly Very question, nice. Max, but uh, when you transform it, uh, how easy it, is it to transform? It's a nightmare. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wagering piece, so yeah. it's sort of like sometimes it works really well, but it's entirely, it's, you know, because they're knocking off stuff and then it, adding bits afterwards there's all the alt mode's always an afterthought yeah. and for this guy like it's not it's not hard per se but it's just you know you don't really feel like you're going to break it or anything like that you know everything moves and clicks in how you expect it to yeah. but it's just it feels like more than it needs to be and it gets to be a bit of a chore is like, it, i've is only transformed it like two or three times because it's just not worth it yeah is it a lot of like parts forming where you have to pull stuff off as a separate piece and then it just sits on the on on the table or something like that? Uh, there's basically none of that. Okay. Yeah, it okay. is. Um, which is an issue I think they've run into in the past, but yeah, not present here at all. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I'm I'm quite happy there. He looks like he's got a bit of weight to him as well. Yeah, he's he's a hefty boy. He's got a similar <laughs> quantity of die cast to the three zero pieces. Yeah. The plastic itself is fairly cheap. 
Um, well, no, changing that statement. Like it, it's a bit better than Hasbro quality plastic, but just the size of the thing makes it feel not quite up to the Has- same part. Hasbro's Studio Series plastic is a little bit different to what we get in uh, Earthrise and Siege as well. So, and like you, you can actually you can you can tell that when you pick up a figure like um, Studio Series eighty six Hot Rod as well. So, yeah, I, 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 I do take the comment about plastic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'd call it more on par with the uh, Siege and Earthrise and stuff. Mm. Like, it's got that right. sort of... It's got a nice, dense feeling to it, but I think it's just sort of a matter of the way everything connects and the fact that it's a, an upsize of a smaller figure means it feels more flimsy than it actually is. Right. Like, it sort of... It's kind of like... If you imagine everything moves around, like, if you bump this figure, you know, everything moves around very easily... But if you put it in a pose, it holds that pose. And if you have it transformed, it doesn't untransform itself from either mode. Hmm. Right, so it's, you know, when you actively, you've got it in your hand and you're messing around with it, or you just bump it on the table, right? It, it doesn't feel too well built. But when it's doing what it needs to do, it it does it well. And it's I, I'm not particularly concerned about it breaking whatsoever. No, it looks pretty hefty, yeah. You could certainly do some damage with that if you were in a fight. <laughs> yeah, you could. Like, he, he's he's a chunky boy. Um, so I would, I would definitely recommend it because it's sort of, it's you know, even if you're collecting like a three zero line for the Marvel movie, right? Um, it's it fits in with that really nicely. Like a lot of the time, you can't really see very much in the way of transformation joints. You know, they sort of added a lot of a back detail there. In this figure. Mm-hmm. Sort of like there's that really distinct spinal column and uh, sort of really nice, um, very organic feeling contours to the legs and lower body. Um, are, are the thighs seductive? I I wouldn't say they're <laughs> seductive. I'd say they're alluring. Be right. Yeah. Accurate. No. Fair enough. <laughs> no. It, it's not. You don't feel bad about it. You feel confident when you look at them. Hmm. No, but how does it make Optimus feel when you're staring at his thighs, though, right? It makes him uncomfortable. Uh, uh, my my, my eyes are up here, Tony. <laughs> I, I, think, I think he's a... You know, he, he's got it out there, but he he flaunts it because he's got it, you know? Yeah, sexiness uh, he, is the right of all sentient beings. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very please, intricate. Please swipe kid. right on my thighs. <laughs> A bot's got to eat, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's great. Okay. That's really good. Jason, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move myself front and center in here, and uh, oh, you can see all the crap behind me in the room. <laughs> uh, there's a cut. There's a couple of new acquisitions. I want to thank people for actually bringing things. I, I'm, I'm slightly immobilized at the moment. I can't really leave my house very much, other than sort of going to the hospital and uh, to lunch on my block so people have been bringing me things um so big thanks to max ray uh big thanks to adam wog uh big thanks big thanks also to uh michael villa and uh kelvin chan and uh michael Fache and also simon chambers uh thank you for getting me all the studio series 86 figures uh that have, that have come out and sending them to me and getting them to me uh this week someone has uh, very kindly dropped me off a kingdom cyclonus which i've dutifully not opened yet um I do have, uh, did I say Studio Series 86? I said, I meant Kingdom. Same thing. Yes. Um, I do have the uh, Studio Series 86 Scourge sitting here just waiting for me to unbox his bro. So um, 
I'm, I'm going to get onto that in the next few days. Uh, Max also, a long time ago, picked me up a, a Jeep mode Bumblebee, um, which I don't know if it's any good, but I, I believe I've heard that it's a pretty good figure for uh, this, the Studio Series things because he's like a re-engineer and redo of various Bumblebee figures. Looking forward to getting him out and putting him up with the, um, the Bumblebee Prime. And uh, last but not least, and I don't really know why I why I got this because I have a masterpiece on the figure behind on this on the thing behind me. But uh, there is a Netflix Soundwave, so um, he will be opened up and uh, dutifully dutifully played with and posed at some point in the next couple of weeks. You will not regret that Soundwave. That Netflix Soundwave um, was amazing. I'm suspecting I won't, um, and uh, I, I mean I won't regret. Uh, and the other thing, the other thing that has arrived is a couple of calendars. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna show these off. So there's a there's a, a very vibrant uh, Transformers community on Twitter and obviously on TFW 2005. Uh, one of the one of the proponents on there uh, is a, a, a guy called uh, Ticknat, and he uh, makes a makes a calendar based on sort of nice. community artwork submissions every year and sells it for sort of about 15 quid. Um, I'll hold, hold that up there. You can see so people people do people have a bit of fun with their artwork and their submissions and some people put in um, some people put in some serious things and other people put in humorous stuff. Um, so that is the that is the calendar that adorns the doorway to my study. Uh, very happy to have that. And this this year I have a second calendar that's uh, that's uh, come in as well and it's a it's a Transformers fandom calendar called uh, Lights, Camera, and Roll Out. Format of this is a desk calendar, so I'm slightly I'm slightly less taken by it because you can either have the artwork face you or you can have the month face you. Uh. And so, like with those kind of things, like you know, you obviously you would walk into the room and see the artwork and then see the the, the desk calendar and that, but that doesn't really work in my room. So um, so I'm, I'm probably just going to use it to look at the pretty photos. And so the uh, the pretty photos are very, very pretty in this one because the it's it's much more focused on, it's much more focused on the artwork rather than sort of collecting pieces of art that other people have made already in the community. So um, yeah, very, very, very happy with, very happy with both of them. I like supporting community transformers projects so uh this is why i buy a lot of a lot of the um enamel pin sets that come off kickstarter um that's why i buy these calendars and uh, you know, buy a bit of tf nation merchandise here and there as well um because you know, I, I love going to tf nation and uh it breaks my heart that i don't think it's going to happen this year as well so yeah um so i, I will i'll go out if, if you put a transformers related kickstarter project in front of me i will probably back it um like I said, I like coins as well. So, like, if someone does a coin project, I'd, I'd, I'd be in for that. So, yeah, um, that is those are my new acquisitions for for this week. Um, I still have a pile of stuff under the desk that needs opening, and a couple of things did come into stock this week, but um, it's, it's no big deal. I'll, I'll deal with them, and I'll deal with them as uh, as uh, in the fullness of time. It does look, look like you've got a bit of work to do behind you there as well. There's a couple of boxes behind you on the Just... floor, and. <laughs> Just ignore, just ignore that. In fact, uh, those boxes are not mine, but uh, they're someone else's. All right. Yes. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put us, I'm gonna put us back in this, this in this form, uh, this format for the, uh, the, the, the end of the show. Um, we have reached the end of the show. We tried to keep the show to an hour. Um, our apologies to our producer Brad, who uh, has to edit the show and has less, a less fun time of it when we go over an hour. So sorry, Brad. Um, we will try our best. In, in future um 
Does anyone have anything else to say? Oh wait, I do. Ha- I do have something else to say before we end the show. I've got. I've got another acquisition. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't do this one first. Um, which so we've uh, so we've been ever since ever since Google killed Hangouts on Air, we have been um, we've been using a, a new a, a relatively new product called Streamyard to uh, to stream our show on on the internet. And uh, StreamYard was very kind enough to... Oh, it's, it's the wrong way up. Uh, StreamYard was very kind enough to send us some swag. Now, I don't know what, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with the pillow. It can just, Sleep on it, evidently. And you just sit behind... Uh, see, this is the thing. Like, the pillow is, like... It's chock full of, st- of stuff inside it. Like, I, I think if I, if I stick my head on it, it's just going to, like, pop out behind me. So anyway, uh, there's some StreamYard swag there uh, from from that, and it's going to get a little bit closer to the camera um, because, gosh, I'm suddenly very, very thirsty. <laughs> right, well, been a good show, guys. Um, I'll be I'll be heading off. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> it was great before Jace decided to tell out. <laughs> um, so uh, just a big thank you to StreamYard for sending us some sending us some swag. I've now shown their products on the on the pod, on the podcast, so I can now take some screenshots of this video and post it into their support community <laughs> to, to show what I've done with it. But, uh, but yeah, um, big thank you to Streamyard for the for the swag and the goodies, and for running the running a service that we enjoy using. So, thank you. That now having having given Streamyard a free ad in the show, um, that is the end of the show. So um, if you have been if you have been watching us, and a few people have been watching us in the, the Facebook group and on YouTube, so thank you very much to, to all of you who are watching live. Um, if, if you've been enjoying the show, thank you for listening. Um, if you haven't been enjoying the show, thank you for listening anyway. Um, thanks for checking us out. Uh, you will find out all about these stories uh, with links to them in the show notes that go live on the Facebook page and the Podbean site. Uh, the Facebook page is Tran- Australian Transformers Weekly, and you can also find us in Transformers Collectors Club Australia on the on the, on the Facebook discussion groups and you'll find the podcast at transformersweekly.podbean.com with a lot of artwork that needs to be desperately updated and that's on my to-do list this week. If you're not already subscribed, you can find us in iTunes, Pocket Casts, YouTube, Spotify, whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And uh, if you can't find us, then there's an RSS link feed on the website. We are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers who donate donate their time and money to make the club better for everyone. I'm just going to fiddle with the layout there because I left the camera stuck on me. Our goal is to connect Transformers fans around the country and we do it by engaging the collecting community and donating our time, <clears throat> like on a Friday night when we record the podcast, thank you guys, uh, to make everything better for everyone. You can find out more information about the club, including affordable yearly membership options to show your support and bear in mind that we also we also do pass on funds to the Royal Children's Hospital Foundation and support them as well at transformerscca.com. That is it for us. And, uh, we'll, you know, we've done three weeks in a row. Let's try to be back with more Transformers news next Friday. Let's see what happens during the week and if there's enough news for us to gather enough stuff to talk about, shall we? It was very enthusiastic. <laughs> Thank you, You didn't guys. ask us what we're going to be up to. So Sorry. I think that's because we're running out of time, right? Yes. Yes. This is this is true. Um, we will. You know, instead of asking you what you're going to be up to next week, I will ask you what you were up to. How's that? Ah, fair enough. Done Feels and done. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, and thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. See ya.